Listening Dog Media. The Hot Mess Mum. The mum most likely to send her kids to school in regular clothes on non-school uniform day. The mum who forgets to sign the permission slip for school trips. The mum who has probably put leftovers in her kids' lunchbox on more than one occasion. But most importantly, the Hot Mess Mum is actually rocking it and is doing a far better job than even she thinks. Please welcome our Hot Mess Mums, telling it as it is, Kelly and Jenny Powell. Welcome to the Hot Mess Mums. I'm Jenny Powell. And I'm Kelly Peck. Are we doing it for real? Yeah, we're oh, just great. laughing. Oh, this is for real. We've got Kat Tilsey. For real. Yes, yeah. Yes. You don't even need an introduction, Kat. That's how, that's how, that's how everyone loves you. You're just out there. You're everywhere. We're delighted to be working with Cooker throughout this series. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be telling you all about their brilliant boiling water taps and the fantastic addition they are to any family home. I say it like that because I love it. Not only do they save time, cooker taps are the most energy and water efficient appliance in the kitchen. A child safe double push and turn mechanism also helps to protect curious kids. And curious mothers are 89, by the way. <laughs> For more information, visit cooker.co.uk. Uh, cooker, spell Q U double O K E R, of course. Our hot mess mums telling it like it is Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. You're in my dreams, you're in my thoughts all the time, you're in my house, you're all around. I know, you're a good girl. Well done. Ava Lily's just fed Heath a load of biscuits. Sorry, that's not a good political, healthy thing to do as a mum, but she's literally just given him a digestive and he stopped. Isn't that great? Right, okay. Well done. (laughs) But you're really healthy, aren't you, Kath? I mean, I know that's... I mean, you are, though. You're very health conscious because that's why... um, I think that's why I really, I got so attracted to you. I was like, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, she knows. She knows. You're one of those, but you are, aren't you? I I do, yes. I am super healthy 90% of the time. Don't get me wrong. I still love a bit of cake and a treat here and there, but um, I just feel so much better for it. And, And I genuinely love healthy food. I love vegetables and salads and soups and fruit and I'm all about trying to put a healthy spin on our favourite comfort foods. That's what yeah. I loved. And, of course, yeah. your lovely husband as well, because he obviously did Jenny and I's photos a few months ago. He did. Uh, yeah, he's so nice, Kath. He's, it really is. And he was telling, talking to me, because obviously he, he is a, he's not he's into his photography now, but that's his business, but he was a, a PT for a long time. So you've both got that background, haven't you, with health? Yeah, massively so. It's it's a huge part of um, our family lifestyle, really. We just figure, you know, I'm, I'm really good friends with Dale Pinn as well, the medicinal yeah. chef. We've had him on. Yeah, he's great. He's just brilliant, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. I, learned, I did his um, nutrition course on when I had my first maternity leave, and it just blew my mind that certain foods can help you live longer and fight off diseases. And, and Mother Nature has given us all these gifts that we, we don't know about most of the time. Um, that to me is amazing. So I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to nutrition and food. I just love learning and, and how to heal the body and things like that. So, yeah, it's a big part of our lifestyle. And we started growing our own veg uh, during the pandemic, like a yeah. lot of people did. Don't get me wrong, we killed quite a bit of it, but uh, 
we loved it we've just fell in love with it so i want to do more of that and my dad's um my dad's amazing he's got a big allotment so we're really lucky we can go around and help him with that and there's just nothing better than yeah. home food it's i'm nodding like i wish i had it kelly's got the same she's grown all her uh veggies i haven't because i've just got a backyard with a load of concrete in it martin (laughs) did get some tubs he did that famous thing you know where during lockdown he went yeah but we can still do tubs and we can do potatoes and blackberries so he got the tubs and then my friend came around he said you do realize you've got to put soil in there and uh (laughs) so put the soil in there and then we're talking like a year and a half ago and uh, i can see them out the window now and he's never been near him since oh Oh, he might pick it's, it up again. It's easier than you think for, for some stuff. Like I, I find tomatoes really tricky. I've killed a lot of tomatoes in my time, but things like potatoes and broccoli, like that's dead easy. Onions, garlic, the, and you won't go back. You'll just you'll love it. Yeah, my cousin's got an allotment actually, and she's yeah, she's a really cool chick as well. It's not like because I, I suppose I associate having an allotment with being a bit like getting old or you're it's bored. It's a massive but thing But it's all now. different now. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's, no, it is, which is great. Yeah. So um, I'm just going to have to jump on the uh, allotment wagon. So, Kath, before New Year, we did like a special, a pod, just us two, for New Year, looking back on our best bits, right? And Jenny said, what do you want? Like, if you could have anything, what do you want next year? And I went, I think I just want another baby, just one more. Well, come Christmas, I was like, no, don't. <laughs> like you can't tell her that she's having a baby in April. And, well, yeah, I know, but then she's two, isn't it? Two, so I've got two. Yeah, but no three. No. Yeah, you've got it's two. Too well, much. Okay. Yeah, three. Three's a different car and all that jazz. Oh, no, no, no. 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 I think I'm going right off the. So you pleased you're having a girl? Are you, are you happy? Oh, yeah. I'm. Through. I mean, genuinely, I wasn't bothered either way. But it is. It, it feels super nice to be getting one of each. And I'm a real girly girl. Yeah. Yeah, she'll just be head to toe in feather boas and pinkness, I'm sure. <laughs> and it's been it's been quite a tough pregnancy, I know. And with you've had all sorts, haven't you? No sleep, lots of sickness. Um, but you've you, we're looking back now, you know, do, do you think, well, you know, you, because you certainly, because you're so health conscious, you certainly probably tried all the tricks of the trade, didn't you? Yeah, it was... Um, and I, I will admit, I'm a bit of a control freak. And, um, you know, if I don't feel right, I, I look at my nutrition, I look at any supplements I'm taking. But it's it's just been completely different. While you're pregnant, you are not in control. Baby is in control. Your hormones are in control. And I've really struggled with it, really struggled with it. The sickness, you know, I hate taking medication for anything. When I was pregnant with Alpha, I wouldn't take paracetamol. I just am a bit of a nature bunny. And so having to take anti-sickness tablets, which are, you know, completely fine. The doctor was like, you're not causing any damage. But I think the minute you conceive, mum guilt is on board. Yeah. With, for the rest of your life, mum <laughs> guilt. And I was raised a Catholic, so it's like double guilt, babes. You know what I mean? And um, I just felt, I found it really difficult that I was that sick and that I had to go on medication and, Luckily, the sickness died off, but the sleep thing, since week six, I averaged two to three hours a night. Oof. Oh, you look amazing on it, can I say? Yeah. You do. I can't begin to tell you how many layers of makeup I've got on. <laughs> if I took this off, you'd be like, oh, my God, Kath, go and have a lie down. Um, <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Oh. And I feel like I'm weirdly getting used to it, but 
I, I was saying to Tom this morning, my husband, that I'll have a few good days. I'll have three or four good days and I'll function relatively normally. And then I'll just crash and burn. Two days in bed, which yeah. is not me. I'm, you mm. know, I'm used to 110 miles an hour, but I have to listen to my body. You know, uh, I've just got to go with it. Tom's good though, isn't he? Especially, you know, he's helping out with Alfie. And I mean, I saw some lovely posts you did about, you know, he's a keeper. And he yeah. makes me cry. He's really just, honest to God. I can't, I feel like he's more or less been solo parenting for months because I found it so difficult. He gets up with Alfie in the morning and takes him to school most days because I can't, I just can't function in the morning. Um, and then when Alfie gets home, nine times out of 10, Tom does his homework. Tom does the tea, Tom puts him to bed. So it's been really difficult. And I, I, I on the odd day that I have Alfie on my own, I, I have to, I get the fear. Mm. I have to psych myself up for it and just pray to God that I'm having a good day. And obviously yeah. your can take when you're pregnant is extremely limited. Some people just don't touch it at all. I'll have half a cup in the morning and that's it. That's got to see me through the day. I'm like, oh, mm. um, I think the first thing I'll do actually when baby is here is have a decent coffee. That's what I yeah. did. As soon as Heath was born, I was in at midnight in the hospital in Manchester sitting there. What do you want, love? Bring me coffee, bring me biscuits, all the things that I couldn't have or that didn't taste nice, you know. And I was just buzzing yeah. all night. I was desperate to just feel normal again and have normal yeah. things. I think so many people don't talk about it do they what it can be like because we all like to think pregnancy is amazing it is what like really shit yeah. I mean it's a wonderful thing you know and I think first time yeah. round, it's much more of a novelty because it's all new and you know yeah. but the second time it is definitely harder and I don't think enough people do talk about it. maybe because they don't know whether people want to know or whether they feel like it must be just them but it can be really debilitating it can be really depressing when you feel so poorly I, I feel guilty because. I feel so blessed, genuinely blessed. And don't get me wrong, I am so grateful to be having this baby. She is so wanted. So when I'm moaning, I feel awful. <laughs> awesome. no, there yeah. are thousands yeah. of people desperate for children. And so I don't feel like I have a right to moan. But actually, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. I said mm -hmm. to my friend, I, I would rather, I could do strictly seven times over a row <laughs> this hard. Oh. This is more exciting, and I never thought I'd say that, but it's yeah. just, um, and I hate admitting when I'm not physically up to something. Like I had to turn an acting job for Christmas. It was a, it was a brilliant job, and but it was very physical in right. the hours, and I, and I've never turned an acting job down in my life, and it was quite an intense one. So I think I did the right thing, mm. but it's, it's hard to do that. You know, I adore my job. It's difficult. I had a calendar in the kitchen and I used to just cross off every day, you know, till the till it's due to. Now, isn't that terrible? And my nan used to call me and I would be in tears. I felt so ill. I felt so hanging all the time. I didn't feel like me. And, you know, and she would be like, what are you doing? I was like crossing off the day today because it's gone now. <laughs> Working out how long it's I, bizarre. I have him. I think yeah. awful. You know, and I used to feel guilty. So I, I totally get that. I used to think I'm a terrible person. You know, see, I when I look back, I really enjoy. I, I know I said that it really shit, but actually, I don't know why. But I loved that. that was my my favorite bit of sort of the fir first few months of like even after having a baby was being pregnant. Was Polly the same though? Second time round, yeah. I just, 
I don't know. I just enjoyed incubating. What happened for me was, and I don't know, you know, I suppose, because a lot of it's from up here as well, isn't it? But it was the one time where I thought, I don't worry about anyone else or anything else. I'm just worried about this and this. And so I had this comfort in just incubating. I said, don't ask me. I'm not making decisions, worldly decisions about anything. I'm just incubating. This is my job. So I quite liked that, that comfort zone. Do Do you know what I mean? Normally my phone is on quite a lot, unless Alfie's with us then I'll switch my phone off. But there's been quite a few times throughout this pregnancy when totally I understand what you're saying, where I've just gone, no, I can't do anything else today because I'm growing a human. And I will switch my phone off more mentally than anything, you know, just to, um, and it is that thing of suddenly, you know, I, I hold my hands up again. I'm probably quite a selfish person generally, but suddenly it's it's not about me and I have this baby first but I think that's a good thing and it changed me with Alfie it changed both Tom and I for the better having Alfie because pre-Alfie you know we were just going to the gym sitting in a spa going on holiday when we wanted which is lovely but you know and this little person comes along and you just want to do everything with them we've just had a gorgeous weekend away on our own a baby moon and we spent the whole time going oh I wish Alfie was here I just think it changes you. Yeah, it's almost meant to happen, isn't it? And, uh, you know what I loved was you doing the um, all-star musicals. I mean, and you're pregnant, and you won, obviously, and you reduced Elaine Page to tears. Oh, <laughs> I mean, amazing. I know you've got loads of people just sending lovely messages, but honestly, I think that is something. That, and isn't it lovely? Because when she's born, you, you know, she's a bit old, you can say, you were in there, you were there. And I was doing it because I just started to feel little butterfly movements at that point in time as well. And I just thought that'll be her song now. Yeah. From the minute I was pregnant and, you know, I sang him to sleep with it. And now I think memory of her song. Although my parents take it too far. They went, why don't you call her Elaine when she arrives? (laughs) Yeah, just a little bit too far. In fact, to the christening and everything. (laughs) In fact, she could perform there. (laughs) Do I know him so well? It'd be yeah. great. <laughs> the Hot Mess Mums, Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. We are working with Cooker throughout this series. Cooker taps are a brilliant addition to any family home. Their Flex Fusion and Nordic taps look great in any kitchen. They're energy and water efficient and are safe to use with little ones running around. Now, one Cooker Mum is our very own. Yep, you've guessed it, Jenny. <laughs> you love it, don't you? You absolutely love your tap. Honestly, um, I, had to, I had to have a new kitchen because it's about 35 years old. And the one thing out of everything in my kitchen that I just drag people to look at straight away is my cooker tap. I'm not joking, it is a life changer. Genuinely, it is. And I'm like, please come and have a look at this. Look, And the one thing, I, I was always boiling the kettle every five minutes, so of course with the tap, it's so quick because it just it just sort of delivers that boiling hot cup of water and no more. So it's energy saving, water efficient. It's just brilliant. Honestly, it's brilliant. I've got to get one. I've got have. to get one. Uh, <laughs> to learn more about Cooker, visit their website, cooker.co.uk. That's spelled Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. Kelly Pegg, Jenny Powell, Hot Mess Mums. Oh, what, 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 with work, you were saying you've had to turn down some something that would have been a real big project. Do you... How do you figure that? You know, do you work it out that you've got things booked for after she's born or are you going to give, are you giving yourself a break? Because it's hard in your industry. You can't say no too many times. You can't take too much time off. There's that pressure, isn't there? Because essentially you work yourself, which is 
difficult. I don't think anyone who doesn't do that can understand what that's like. So have mm. you got stuff planned for after she's born or is it just wait? There is. There, there's a comedy planned, but that'll be later in the year. It could be summer, but I suspect it'll be more autumn time. Mm. Um, and I've just said to my agent, I'm quite chilled about it. Um, when I was at Corrie, it was different because... Corrie was 7-7 every day and I adored it, but it, it was relentless. And I probably did go back a little bit too soon uh, when I had Alfie. Um, but, you know, you get, you slowly get written out of storylines. And I was, I was conscious of that. And I thought, I'm going to have to go back. And it was unnecessary. They didn't put pressure on me. I put pressure on myself. Yeah. Um, and this time around, I've just said to my agent, I said, don't stop, stop sending me things you know when I'm in the baby bubble send it over and we'll just take each project you know as it comes sort of thing and if something amazing comes along I'm really lucky I've got the most incredible support network yeah. we make and Tom has always said that because he knows that I adore being a mum it's the best job in the world but I also adore my career and Tom you know in the past has you know said go 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 I've got and muck in. yeah oh he's such a hands-on dad so you know and I think even if I do take on certain projects while she's tiny I'll still have more time with her than I had with Alf because generally when you're on a drama you know you might be in two days a week or half a day here it's not like Corrie, not on so. a soap yeah which is kind of all consuming isn't it you Completely. know so I think we're just gonna we're just gonna see what happens there's a couple of things that we're pretty sure are happening later in the year but other than that I'm just taking each day as it comes and um so with with the performance you did as Grizabella, you know, do you do you fancy musicals? Um yeah, of course you do. Oh, Stupid question. I'd love to. And yeah, I think again, timing and the right musical. Yeah. We we've spoken about musicals before and a few jobs have come in, but I felt like if I was gonna do a musical, I wanted to do something that was either brand new. Or, you know, things like Chicago are amazing. I love it. But I feel like it's really difficult to put a fresh stamp on those roles. Yeah. That's what excites me. So, yeah, at some point I would absolutely adore doing a musical. The, the time that I spent on All Stars was just amazing. I'd love to do more. Yeah. And uh, you know what I love about you is that you are so supportive of fellow actresses and fellow entertainers and there's no kind of chippiness or sense of you know jealousy or competition at all and it I'll, I'll, I'll say this after all these years because it's quite tricky to find those people deep down you mm. know and I think that's an amazing quality that you have um, and you have this huge circle of sort of um, real friends who might be in the business but you know, you, you are very supportive and very, very giving in that way. Where do you think that's come from? Do you know what? I, I've i never understood it because our, our business, as you know, can be super bitchy mm. and really competitive. I'm not competitive, to be honest. And, um, you know, I wasn't with Strictly. I was, I was like, oh, <laughs> you, you go, babes. I'll leave. I'll backdoor it. And I just, if you're right for the part, you will get the part. So... For example, when I get an audition, I tell my other actress friends, I'm like, babes, you need to go up for this because they'll know what they want. The casting director will have an image of what they want. And if it's going to go to somebody else, I'd rather it go to my friend than mm. somebody I don't know, because yeah. then we can be happy about it. 
So I've never understood that. I just think if you're right for it, you're right for it. If you're not, mm-hmm. you're not. Have you felt it? Have you been a victim of it? Have you sort of, you know, maybe m- more in your earlier days, but have you been around that and thought, what the hell is this? Like, this is uncomfortable, it's toxic. Yeah, massively. I think it's worse in musical theatre because I remember when I first left drama school, I thought that I would work predominantly in musical theatre. And I remember going to auditions and I just, I remember this one girl and she was head to toe in lycra, like it looked like Darcy Bustle. And I literally rocked up in my boyfriend's tracksuit bottoms. And she came over to me and she went, what dress size are you? And I went, oh, I'm about a 12 at the minute. And she went, oh, really? And I was like, oh my God, what was that? And then it just carried, like, there was just little comments like that. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it mainly with musical theatre, which is yeah. probably why I took a step back. Oh. <laughs> because generally is quite friendly, you know, yeah. the audience process and everyone you know you get your feedback and but yeah I found it quite um there were occasions and of course at drama school you know you, you, you oh I that's mean, an education isn't it whoa oh, I, mean, I left it to go quite late in life like the equivalent of my sixth form I only went to a stage school so at that stage to go wow I could not believe what I'd set myself up for I didn't last I couldn't wait to go but wow, that is an education in itself. I mean, it sets you up uh, in your life for other things that, you know, come your way that, you know, especially with just, again, just people, how competitive people are, but just how bitchy they are. It's just off the radar. It really shocked me. Yeah. I thought, I like, did, yeah, I just. I mean, I, I, I loved, I loved drama school and we had amazing teachers, but you do, you start to get the measure of people. And, and as I've got older, I mean, generally, I work with really nice people all the time. You come across the odd person that you're like, oh, come on, babes, what's your beef? And I feel like I'm, I'm quite a good judge of character now. And um, if I come across, I, I can't be doing with women who aren't girls, girls, if they're right. not going to champion other women. Yeah. Mm. I don't yeah. understand no. because we get so much further when we're in it to be supportive. So I, I give those to girls a wide birth yeah but we're talking about spirituality um and I think I think in this day and age it's something that's um it's more accepted you know more talked about and people it's not it's almost like the the thing at the moment isn't it um this awareness that everyone's getting and I think we need it at the moment too don't we um and did you find through lockdown because I know you you know, at some point you were really, you really suffered, didn't you? I mean, you were, you were really struggling at some point. So did you have to dig quite deep, you know, cause it was lovely that you shared some of those, not lovely, but you know, it was good that you did, but um, yeah. Did you dig quite deep? Cause I, I found I did during those, you know, those, those months. Yeah, I think I had to, we just, like a lot of people, we, we had a, a, a difficult few months where my parents both got really ill, not with yeah. COVID, just dad it was with other health problems Mm. and then we lost my granddad I mean as they say he had a good innings he was 90 but you know it was still devastating for the family and um I was on hormone treatment at the time my hormones had gone cuckoo (laughs) standard calf um and so I I was just mentally all over the place all over the place and I was really anxious and of course all we saw across the news was dread fear Mm. it was just everywhere booked 
Um, and so like a lot of people, I started to get really anxious and quite down and, and I did struggle, but the thing that saved me and that always saves me touch wood was meditation. Right. Um, and I do, when I get busy, I am guilty of going, oh, I'll meditate tomorrow, I'll meditate tomorrow. But the older I'm getting, the more I realise that it has to be part of my lifestyle. 100%, yeah, definitely. And if you don't do it, boy, do you miss it. Boy, do you know it. It's a huge difference. And I'm really passionate about campaigning to get it in schools. Mm. I know, like, we're so lucky because Alfie School does a bit of yoga and they do look at things like meditation. But it's... I mean, most schools don't. And to me, it's a life skill. It is stress management. It is key. Save the Gazillions on anxiety and depression, you know, moving mm-hmm. forward if we start it at an early age. I think it's, it's a really crucial thing. And it, it doesn't have to take away from the curriculum. You know, 10 minutes at the end of lunch, a little bit of meditating or whatever. I think it's something that that needs to happen yeah, yeah definitely it would be amazing wouldn't yeah. it if we you know if we could sort of be ambassadors for something like that I really do believe that yeah. you know um it's life lessons learning to learning to also deal with the tools that we have all the time because nowadays it's all iPads and social media and nobody realizes the impact of scrolling and what it has on your mm. mental health and it's huge and it's our kids that are going to be really using it you know so we're not it's like we're giving them all that but we're not actually showing them how to come away from it and learn to just be you know because it's I find social media stressful you know I we have to be on there for for work reasons, but I find it stressful. So if I find it stressful at 40, you think, what does a teenager find it? You know, how do they oh, find it? Um, we, we, we know now that things like eating disorders are the highest they've ever been. But social media, unfortunately, is responsible for a lot of that. And I, I for one, am really glad that I was part of the last generation that grew me up too. with that Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's difficult enough as it is. I know. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think we need to find a way of um, of balancing that out and giving them the right tools to, mm-hmm. to use throughout life. Because I don't know about you, I don't think I've ever used algebra, but I meditate now. <laughs> <laughs> Same with cooking though, Kath. You know, I'm really like... Yeah. Oh, God, you reminded me again. Sorry, oh, I'm so sorry. Good. But you know what? I really think it should be something they bring in schools and it's in secondary schools. Because I was talking to this, my daughter loves it when they do a bit at school. And I said to her, it is a life skill. Wherever you go, you need to learn when you're older to cook for yourself. You want to learn what's in your food. You want to learn about protein and healthy fats. That it is something they should be teaching all the time. But it's 100%, 100%. And I think, again, it's something that I'm really passionate about. I think Jamie Oliver started a really good fight and then it just yeah. Yeah. kind of went wayside. But again, you know, learning about certain oh I feel a bit down what can I eat to help boost my serotonin levels I'm feeling a bit you know my hormones are everywhere what can I put in my smoothies to help it sounds daft but again you'd save the NHS Mm. gazillions of pounds by giving the kids the right nutritional education blows my mind that that still isn't there in schools With the skills that you've got, you know, with your meditation and stuff, I remember a friend of mine, her mum, she hypnotised herself, you know, to give birth. So I'm just wondering what what your plans are. I know you didn't have a great one. You had a lovely sort of like idyllic vision of your first birth and what it's going to be like, and it didn't turn out that way. Um, but but this time round, what are you, what are you thinking? 
I I am going to uh, I'm hypnobirthing again. So I okay. hypnobirthed throughout my pregnancy and I used it for most of the labor, even though the labor was a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> birthing did keep me sane actually for you I mean it's um I love you know when when I said you you have a lot of faithful followers and and I love the fact that it's you you're almost like an all-rounder in life in general aren't you you don't sort of if someone was to say you know someone like an alien came down and sort of said well she's this and she's that and she achieved that yeah I mean you're a great achiever you are you know in your home life and in in your work life um and you know I, I think is it something that just, you know, you were born with? Or who's the big influence in your life? Who do you think sort of contributed to that? Because it's quite special to be so sort of well-rounded and good at everything. See, I wouldn't say I'm well-rounded. Oh, <laughs> give that impression. Bloody hell. That's all. It's great. That's really kind of you to think that. Thank you. But I'm really not. <laughs> um, no. I would say career-wise, I, I do set myself little goals, although I'm not competitive as as it were with other people I um I do I like to manifest I like to have yeah. my little vision boards around the house and if if there's a certain job that I want then I'll focus on it and um and nine times out of ten it works I just think it's positive mental attitude mm. don't get me wrong all sorts goes completely breast upwards you know at the minute I'm I'm cursing myself every day because I feel like I'm not I'm not being a, a great mum to Alfie because I'm so tired all the time. And and that's been re- that's been the hardest thing with this pregnancy, you know, especially in the first few weeks. And Alfie was like, why, why is mummy lying down again? And mummy, I want to do this. I want to mm. do that. And I just couldn't do it. Mm. And um, I think one of my biggest fears as a self-confessed slight control freak is a fear of failure, to be honest. I um, And I, I probably am quite hard on myself that's what my closest friends tell me to just chill out which is why like you know you were saying earlier in some ways pregnancy is good for me because I'm forced to chill out whereas normally I'm just you know go 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 yeah I do like to I am a little bit of a perfectionist I would say but I think Alfie brings the best out in me and has learned has helped me to to learn that that's just not always possible and that you have to do you do have to take each day as it comes it's fine to have goals but life gets in the way sometimes yeah yeah so true do you know my husband always says to me if I say about failing what does failure look like for you go on sit down write it write it out tell me what's what's failure what does it look like for you and sometimes I can't tell him I'm like well I don't know I just feel like a failure today and he's like yeah but why and and he really sort of you know and sometimes I think it's about sitting and thinking about it, isn't it? Kind of, and you know, because we're so we're wired as women, I think, to be on the go all the time. It's something we're told, isn't it? And you know, success, work, and success are about being busy, which isn't true, but we're told that, you know, because I see this a lot now. Work smart, but you don't have to work harder, which I really love that kind of yeah. idea of it, you know. But often I think we are, we're all frightened of failing, but then it's like, okay, so what does that, what is failure to you? You know, because everybody's failure is different, isn't it? It's, I don't know how you kind of, you lump it. It's one of the positives that came out of the pandemic for a lot of people, because I know a lot of very successful women in various fields and 
a lot of them, like myself, are go, go, go and pile so much pressure on themselves. But so many of them, we've had conversations now that have looked back and gone, do you know what? The pandemic was good for me in terms of being forced to sometimes do nothing, sometimes yeah. a little bit of work or, you know, whatever it is that made them take that back seat and reevaluate things. And I think it does, you know, I became more certain than ever during the pandemic that I wanted another child. Mm -hmm. I, I love my job and I, I love having Alfie, but I just, they're such a gift. They mm. are the greatest gift. And I didn't want Alfie to be on his own. And it just, it made me reevaluate everything. Yeah. Uh, and, and you might, you might not have been, you know, you might not have been having a baby right now if it hadn't been for, you know, well, been given we, that time. Yeah, we kept putting it off because of work and, um, you mm. know, a job at the time where I had sex scenes and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, we can't get pregnant. And there was always a job or, you know, something. Yeah, always. That I couldn't get pregnant. And in the end, I went, this is silly. I don't want to, you know, being pregnant, although when you're in the thick of it, it seems really hard. I'll look back on this as such a small tiny section of my life yeah I don't want to look back in years to come and go oh my god why didn't we just do it um and family is everything your family and your friends are everything you're not gonna lie in your deathbed and go I wish I'd done a few more days work <laughs> do you know what I mean? you want to be yeah. surrounded with your love and have all those memories that to me is just heaven how weird is that so you saying like well no we can't try at the minute because I'm doing this and obviously we've got sex thing how does he kind of deal with that Tom's incredible he is the most chilled out supportive guy because a lot of my relationships before Tom well in fact all of them ended because of my job right wow. didn't get it I get that yeah yeah and um, the jealousy was just Tom is so chilled and he's the one you know, I remember the night before uh, rehearsals for my sex scenes. And I was like, so babe, if I straddle like this, does my thumb look really bad? Have we got cauliflower ass? Like, if I do, like, yeah, just angle it a bit like that, babe. And, and, oh, chill. And then in the morning, because we were in lockdown, we were filming these scenes. I was shaving my legs and he went, oh, bloody hell. I've not seen shaved legs since week one. <laughs> I was like, sorry, babe, gonna be done. So he's, he's great. You know, he's been there on set when I've had to snog other actors. Oh, and God. Like, All right, oh. Um, But I think that's good for them because yeah. from being on set can see how clinical yeah. and the least. But you have to be there. Mm. It's not remotely sexy. Yeah, as opposed to pacing up and down at home thinking, I wonder what's happening now. I wonder what it's like. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're, they're still really yeah. pissing. They're really, yeah. So it's exactly. actually a good call. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it sounds like you've just got, you've got it, you've just got it right. Honestly, you really have. Uh, and I, you know, I think that the new dynamic that is about to enter the household oh. <laughs> oh my God. is, uh, it's just going to be um, another huge blessing for you. Oh, and you know, I, I can't wait to just see, to see that, that picture, that one. I'll be like, there, there she is. It's going to be oh, amazing. I can't wait to see Alfie with her. Yes. Like, giving her a little cuddle. Is he all right? Now he's accepted that you can't change her sex. <laughs> is is he all right? <laughs> oh, he's so much better. He was led across my stomach last night and she gave him a really big kick. 
and he loved it. He was like, oh. <gasps> Money! She's kicked yeah. me. Definitely got my legs. She's brutal. Okay, okay. <laughs> She's aggressive. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's been lovely chatting to you. It's about yeah, it really oh, has. Oh, guys, guys, thank you just so much. Really lovely. Yeah, just uh, yeah, it's just great to have you on, and um, you know, you'll be a, such an inspiration for everybody at the Hot Mess Mums. You really will. Oh, you know, genuinely. Um, um, and we all think you're. Uh, we're all your biggest fans. Oh, right back at you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and love to Tom. He's a keeper. Yeah. I keep saying he's a keeper. Uh, I'm going to keep him a bit longer. See what yeah, happens. I would. Oh. Yeah, especially with the baby coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we hope everything <laughs> oh, goes thanks, okay Kat. with your little girl as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have a wonderful you. birth, we hope, and everything, you know. Thank you so much. Thanks, Kev. Thank you. The Hot Mess Mums. Kelly Pegg with Jenny Powell. Thanks to Cooker for sponsoring this episode. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be telling you all about their brilliant boiling water taps and the fantastic addition they are to any family home. Not only do they save time, cooker taps are the most energy and water efficient appliances in the kitchen. A child safe double push and turn mechanism also helps to protect curious kids. For more information, you can visit cooker.co.uk. That's spelled Q-U-O-O-K-E-R. 